Are you looking for a simpler life? Real information from real people without all the BS we're bombarded with today? Well, hey, I'm Gary Collins, the host of Your Better Life podcast. Make sure to go check it out. I'm a former intelligence officer, special agent, entrepreneur, and I'm here to give you the facts and give it to you straight so you can live the life you want. And make sure to check out my website, thesimplelifenow.com, where I sell all of my best-selling books, The Simple Life Series, Going Off the Grid, Living Off the Grid, and just flat out kicking some ass. Make sure to check it out, guys. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. September 11th, 2001. 19 years ago to the day I hear... In America, a lot's changed since 19 years ago, and uh, it's it's sad because the world that we walked into that morning is no longer a world that I think we would recognize if you were to fast forward to where we are in 2020. And uh, yeah, I know that's not really uh, you know the most uplifting of notes as we join here in the Brian Nichols Show, and obviously a, a terrible, tragic day in American history, and, and not just because of just the the terrible bloodshed that happened there in New York City, the Pentagon. And then in in Pennsylvania, but to then expound upon that and the freedoms, the privacy, the surveillance state, it it's all changed. I mean, America as we know it is not the same country. You know, Edward Snowden revealing through um, you know his leaks the the mass surveillance state, and you you see the country that we used to know and love is no longer that same country and a lot of people are starting to get more and more questioning as to you know is is this the right place to set up shop well today's guest is saying listen stop living uh in in fear of of you know getting uncomfortable right and actually get comfortable with getting uncomfortable because today's guest is Mikkel Thorup, and he is the host of the Expat Money Show podcast and the director of EscapeArtist.com. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, Expat Secrets, on Amazon, and he has spent more than 20 years in continual travel around the world, circumnavigating the globe more than 400 times and visiting over 100 countries, including Colombia, North Korea, Zimbabwe, and Iran. And his goal is to help people just like you and me generate additional streams of income, eliminate our tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so we can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again. But also how living in an expat lifestyle can, in fact, offer a lot of opportunities and a lot of uh, freedoms, uh, really, that you you would just would not experience here in America. So Mikhail joins the show. And also, again, shout out to a, a mutual friend, uh, Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty. If you've not had the chance yet, I cannot recommend uh, Mark Clare and his awesome uh, band of scallywags over there uh, with John and, uh, and Brian um, at Lions of Liberty. They are doing great work. And I'm definitely looking forward to actually partnering with them here as a sponsor uh, coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. So be sure to look out for that. But uh, in the meantime, please head over there, support Lions of Liberty. Um, but also, as I, was, as I was saying, you know, Mark and I being able to have have uh, this opportunity to to really share some awesome guests and Mikel uh, being one of them. You know, I gave I gave Mikel or he gave me Mikel and I gave him Gary Collins, right? So I think it's a 
a fair swap, right? A fair swap. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not a swap, right? Just a, a, a sharing of the time. Uh, but anyways, guys, it, it's an absolute blast, an absolute fantastic conversation with Mikkel. So without further ado, on to the show. Mikkel, they're up here on The Brian Nichols Show. Very well. Thank you for having me today, Brian. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and first and foremost, I think we have to uh, give a big shout out to our mutual friend, Mark Claire. Mark and I have been having a lot of fun behind the scenes with uh, giving each other some guest suggestions. So I so uh, kindly volunteered Gary Collins, um, who was just on his show. Um, and then I, Mark so generously uh, gave me you. And I and I mm-hmm. come to, to learn that now both guests, Gary and yourself, you will be on Gary's show, The Simple Life Podcast. So we've come full circle. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. I've been on Mark's podcast, I want to say three times. Mark is amazing. I love the guy. He's super, super smart. Lions of Liberty, big shout out. And I'm looking forward to getting to know Gary. Uh, I spoke to him this week and he seems like a super interesting guy, really amazing story. So I'll be appearing on his show, I think in about just under four weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Perfect. And, and talk about some amazing stories. Now you, you're you in a realm of the, the expatriation uh, movement, right? And this is something that I will say probably is my least um, area of expertise in all mm-hmm. of like the, the personal liberty, personal freedom movement. And I, I, I personally blame myself because I haven't really done the, the homework and the digging to, to dig into some research about this. And it just kind of, it, it all lined up, you know, talking with Gary and talking about his three-legged stool. So you're talking about financial freedom, your, your personal health, and then your sense of purpose, right? And the financial mm-hmm. freedom and the sense of purpose, that's something that I find a lot of folks, especially in the millennial generation, they're they're just they're so so thirsty for it. And I think in the traditional nine to five, um, you know, con- like what we've considered to be like normal life, right? That vision has seemed to really start to, to fade away to to your average person. So a lot of folks are looking for alternative means, and one of the ways has been looking um, at you know exploring financial freedom outside of the confines of the United States. And that's kind of led to you um, doing the work you're doing over at the expat show. So with that being said, Mikhail, let's kind of set the stage. What is it, you know, th- this, this movement you found yourself in kind of for your average person, 101, what is, um, you know, expatriation and how does it all work? Okay. So basically expatriation itself is renouncing your U.S. citizenship. That is actually a very, very small portion of what I do. What we call ourselves the majority of the people is they are expats. And that doesn't actually have anything to do with expatriation. Really what it means is that you live in a foreign country. You will maybe go back home, but often just go to another country. So for example, I've lived in eight different countries. Okay. I will never return to Canada, but I will probably not spend my entire life in Panama, which is where I am today. Um, A lot of people become expats for work What we're seeing more and more now is entrepreneurs are building their businesses overseas. I work with a lot of these types of people. There's tax advantages, there's freedom, there's personal freedom aspects that uh, come along with it. And you do see a very strong libertarian vibe running through a lot of these people. It speaks to kind of the um, the mentality that libertarians have so been you know wanting, and that is a truly free, independent life. And you know, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you're familiar with Jason Stapleton, but Jason always talks about the idea of nomadic wealth, being able to pick up and literally move your income wherever it may be. Now, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I I think a lot of folks they look at that 
lifestyle. And while it sounds so appealing, it just sounds so like pie in the sky. And they, they honestly, they just they turn off. They're like, this is too much. I, I don't even want to like, you know, start to, to reach. I know it's, it's going to be, you know, hours and hours of digging through things. Is it is it a, is it a lot of like the headache that people think it is to start looking into this this expat lifestyle? Well, I mean, it's kind of a loaded question because I mean, you don't need to know as much as I know about it to be able to have more freedom in your life. Like it's not like I've been at this for 20 some odd years now. I don't expect that you need to put in that type of time before you go out there and accomplish your goals or make some progress. You have to understand that there's different levels and everything that you do can be moving you in the right direction. So I wouldn't let any of those types of fears hold you back because I really believe that, you know, most people in the world have somewhere that they've either really wanted to travel to or really wanted to live in, you know, and whether you have shared that little secret with your spouse or your, your siblings or your parents or the whole wide world, or you've kept it all to yourself. I bet you it's there, you know? I think for most people it is. So I guess my invitation to you, Brian, and to anyone else who's listening to this today is, you know, to try it, to go out there, to start small, do some little baby steps. Actually, that's how one of the reasons that I get along with well so well with Mark is he's relocating to Mexico. He wants to be an expat in Mexico. So I'm assisting with him with that and giving him a bit of a hand. And, you know, I think that it's a very important thing for people to do because it helps you grow as a human being. I mean, what we do, what I've done and live in eight different countries is not easy. Like it's not like I'm not, I haven't been on vacation for 20 years. Let's put it that way, you know? Um, but every time that I put myself in a situation that is really challenging and really difficult, I grow as a human being and that builds character. You know, and I am the man that I am today because of the experiences that I've had. Same with everybody. But I mean, if you are always staying in a really like safe little bubble, I mean, there's only so much you can learn. There's only, only so much you can grow. So when you start to push that boundary, you know, that's when things start to get interesting. I don't know. This is my opinion. No, I no, love no. this stuff. You I'm know, super passionate about it. A thousand percent, you know. Mikhail. No, it's, it's so funny. Like I smiled when you were saying that because you're talking about like, you know, literally picking up and moving to an entirely different country, different culture. I myself kind of had this, <laughs> a similar experience, but it's it's such on a micro scale. So I originally am from upstate New York, um, like actually border Canada, upstate New York. So I moved about five years ago from literally middle of nowhere, New York to one of the largest cities in the United States being that of Philadelphia. And, mm-hmm. you know, just just to be able to take, you know, little country bumpkin Brian and, and remove him from that environment and put him into an entirely different world, quite literally, compared mm-hmm. to what I was used to. That was so rewarding because I have been able to meet people that I would never have been able to meet. I've been able to grow as a person. I've been able to, um, I've been able to have experiences that I would never have been able to have otherwise. So just on that tiny micro scale, right, of moving, you know, 400 some miles, now you you extrapolate that 4,000 miles, right? So Uh let's dig into that because that's a big jump, right? I mean, you're going from moving within the confines of the United States to now you're mm-hmm. you're you're really removing that safety net and and it's sad that people look at the safety net of the United States as being that that you know giant safety net but that's kind of the perception that people have I think with their citizenship but I mean you're you're really putting yourself in a vulnerable vulnerable position because now there is no safety net now it's it's not you the American citizen it's you 
you like and mm-hmm. and that's it and that's kind of scary but i would dare say kind of liberating no i would say it's very liberating but you also have to understand that as an american being inside the united states the government really feels like they own you you are property of the united states but when you're in another country actually you're a guest if you come in as a tourist you are going to get treated the best First of all, you're not paying taxes in the country. Um, Yes, you have a shorter amount of time that you can stay there, but there's ways around that. Um, You're often seen as a novelty or, you know, you get away with things. And and get away is probably a bad word, but I mean, if you don't speak the language, people are very forgiving. Like if you go to France and you speak a little bit of French, you go to Germany and you, you, you know, 10 words in German, you know, you're going to get a smile from people and they're going to be really forgiving that you don't understand maybe exactly how things are done. And you can make mistakes and you can get away with these types of things. And it's okay, you know, because you're trying. And I mean, it's a nice feeling, you know, like I, 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 I feel liberated when I'm overseas. The only place that I really don't feel so comfortable is back in my hometown. You know, I left 20 years ago and I get this reverse culture shock when I go back. Uh, Personally, where I feel at home, where I feel most comfortable is being uncomfortable, is being slightly outside. When things get really, really normal, I'm like, oh shit, okay, I like, I got to start moving again. You know, I get like the itch. That's so So. funny because, you know, so my day job, I lead a sales team. um, and, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I preach every single day get comfortable with uncomfortable because as soon as you start to get comfortable, that means that you're no longer challenging yourself. And if you're no longer challenging yourself, you're pretty much, you're in a stagnant position, right? And if you're not growing, you're dying in business and in life. And and I, I challenge, I mean, so my personal life story, and actually it's funny, this is where um, Gary and I, we, we really bonded is that my life story back, you know, from a physical standpoint is that I used to, when I was in high school, weigh 385 pounds. I went from there, I dropped 180 pounds. You look pretty ripped now, geez. (laughs) Well, so I went, I went from uh, (laughs) 380 down to 200 pounds. And then I ended up, I started weightlifting. Um, uh-huh. ended up having a gluten allergy, ended up blowing up to around like 330 again. And then I just started to, um, cut that on my diet and I just whittled down on around 260 or so. And, and for me, and it's, and I do weightlifting and I, I feel probably the best I've personally felt ever. Mm-hmm. And, and th- that's despite, you know, years of all those old football injuries and, and such that are starting to creep back up. Mm-hmm. And I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, I didn't you know do anything in my knee yesterday, but my knee hurts really bad today. Um, but mm-hmm. despite that, right. Despite that, I was I was able to really see the benefit of investing in myself. And mm-hmm. and I, I say that to my team, you know, if you don't invest in yourself, then, then what are you doing? And, and really it comes down to what's the most um, you know, the most important asset we have in life, and that is time. I mean, time is mm-hmm. the only non-renewable resource that we will never, ever, ever get back, no matter how hard we try, and, and we are trying. But I, I, I say to folks, you know, when I see the potential in people, I'm like, you just got to apply it because... It, every you know minute you're wasting in not trying to pursue your your true potential. I mean, truly, it is a minute off your life that you'll never get back. So, yep. you, I mean, Mikkel, you're going all over the world and you're experiencing different cultures, different people, different ways of life that I think your average American would never be able to comprehend. So let's kind of maybe encapsulate that to your average person, maybe just to show what you're experiencing that your average person they're just kind of missing out in their average everyday life here in America. Okay, well, I'm sure I can come up with a couple of business examples, but let's start from the personal side, okay? So I'm Canadian. Uh, my background, my 
family heritage is from Denmark. Uh, my wife is from China. I met her on a flight to Germany. We got married in Africa. Our daughter was born in the Middle East. And now we live in Panama City, Panama. So, I mean, that is not a very common experience. Like, that is not right. something that you would probably have, you know, in, in southwestern Ontario, which is where I grew up. Um, but for me, that's like normal everyday life. Like, that's just part of our life. Um, and when you're an expat, things like that do become normal. You meet your spouse overseas, you, your best friends from overseas, you build your business abroad. Everything is, you know, not with people that have known you your entire life. There's not this expectation of who you were. You know, it's, it, if you lived overseas, no one would know that you weighed 385 pounds when you were in high school. Brian, I mean, you, that's like a fresh start. Yeah. People are going to see you for who you are today. And I know that a ton of people ha have like a lot of baggage that they carry along with them. You know, some, some is good, some is bad, you know. But if you ever want a fresh start, if you want to reinvent yourself and, you know, build a new life for yourself, there's no better opportunity than, yes, you can do it in a new city or a new state, but you can also do it abroad. And I mean, when you start putting those extra challenges in, the language and the, the different cultures and the religion and the history and all these types of different things, I mean, it just becomes really exciting. Like everyday stuff is just like really cool, you know? Like yeah. I lived in Abu Dhabi for eight years. I mean, that is different, like really different. Um, but I thrived there. I just loved the experience. I just found it so beautiful. People were amazing, very peaceful place. Right. Um, not what a lot of people would expect. Well, so, I, I, mean, I, was, yeah, I was watching um, the most recent show on Netflix that was, was pretty popular. That was um, Zac Efron's Down to Earth. And part of the mm -hmm. show is him going literally across the entire world and, and really looking at their different ways of living in, in a renewable type of, of mentality. Now, it's actually funny. That I'm having Alex Epstein from the Moral Case for Fossil Fuels to discuss said um, documentary. But regardless, the appeal, I think, when people were watching the show was, was to see, you know, when Zac Efron's going around to all these different countries is that you really do get beyond just like the, the beauty of the areas, but like the people that you meet, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. meeting people that, I mean, their stories, we, we can't even begin to comprehend in many cases just because I mean, the starting points in their lives are so different from the, from ours. And like you said, for better or for worse. Right. And, and I think that kind of speaks, I mean, you think in reverse, with, and I think back, you know, the, the folks from, from China, and I had Lily uh, Tang Williams on my show. She actually came over um, from Mao's China back in, in, in she, uh -huh. you know, grew up in, in Mao's China. And the fact that she, her entire life, her entire perspective was rooted in communist 1950s propaganda China. And for uh -huh. her to come to America and to see what we have here, it was so eye-opening and and it really for her it was like that aha moment to see the the liberation of her own mind essentially and and i think to your point is that <laughs> maybe we americans have it too good in some cases because we haven't been able to really experience the people out there beyond our our american bubble and the struggles that they have experienced and then to really put it relative to ours is that is that fair to say or am i on uh, maybe not on the right path no no, I don't reckon because I mean, if you look at any of the freedom score indexes, United States is not even close to the top. Like U.S. ranks twentieth, twenty second, something like this. So, uh, really um, quick, no, I, I, can you speak to that? Because I think maybe that's that's part of the problem, right? Is the perception 
because the perception the propaganda right is is so it's so force-fed i mean america is the freest country in the world we fourth of july right right, everywhere right and it was it was brian but i mean what was is not necessarily true today and i mean at one point i do agree the united states was the greatest country on planet earth the declaration of independence and the constitution these are great documents this is I mean, I've read them, I've studied them, I've read tons of work by the Founding Fathers. The idea, and especially at that time, how they went forward and built the country is unbelievable. But I mean, they wanted a really small, impotent government. And what do you got now? Like, I mean, exactly. it is a nanny state, it's a police state, it's a surveillance state. I mean, they encroach on your personal freedom at every turn. And I mean, You go overseas and it's not like that. First of all, the government in many countries have no money. So, I mean, forget about them encroaching. They can't even get their own shit correct. So, like, forget about them having cameras everywhere, watching everything that you're doing, a law and a fine for everything. No, they, they they can't do stuff like this. I mean, yeah, there's some other really fantastic countries out there, but it's always going to be dependent on what you need or what you want as an individual. For me, Panama makes sense for, for my life right now. But I mean, it might not make sense for you. It's not, I don't, I would never say that Panama is the greatest country in the world. But for me right now, at this time in my life, at 37 years old, you know, it works, you know, it, it right. fits. So let me ask you this. You're an average person, right? And you're trying to, start exploring this, you know, alternative lifestyle that, you know, really hasn't seemed like something that was even feasible, you know, five years ago. But now, obviously, with the advent of the internet and social media and just the way that technology has been advancing, I mean, my day job, like I said, is in telecom, just to see what we're doing behind the scenes in telecommunications, it will blow your mind. Um, But right now, your average person, this is a perfect opportunity. So, Mikhail, where where would somebody who they're interested in starting off this new lifestyle start off? What's what's like you know the the how to if you will of you know beginning to explore this brand new lifestyle? Okay, let's take one step back first because first of all, I I do agree with you. I mean, this is the time, but let's examine that just a little bit because what you have to understand is during coronavirus, you know, everybody got sent home. And tons of people, millions of people are now working remotely. And this is something that companies thought, you know what, this will never work. People will sit around all day, they'll be lazy, they'll eat Cheetos and bonbons and watch Netflix all day and they won't get any work done. But actually, studies have been done and it shows that people are actually working on average 90 minutes more a day. They are getting more work done, they're more productive. Yes, there are additional challenges, like if you have pets or if you have children, you know, these types of things. But you're not doing... A commute anymore. So, I mean, you have more time in the day and lunch breaks are short. Like I know I, I have a home office. I work from home. My lunch breaks are about 15 minutes and I get up several times and, you know, walk around and I'm an entrepreneur. I run my own business, of course. So I'm, I'm a workaholic kind of goes with the territory, but I mean, people never thought that this was going to work. And it does work. So people would always go, okay, well, I can never live overseas because I have to have my job. But now you do your work job remotely. Okay, so the second reason is, well, I couldn't take my kids out of school. You know, all their friends and, you know, good education in the neighborhood school. Well, what happened? Education system abandoned the children, stuck them with the parents, you know, who were not prepared, who've never had any, any experience with homeschooling a child. 
all right, you know, we didn't get into my background, but I mean, I left school at a very young age. I'm self-taught. I'm an autodidact polymath. And I was able to learn these types of things. People thought, oh, the kids need to be in traditional education for them to be able to thrive and socialization and everything like this. Well, it's not true. You know, kids are actually getting more done in three hours than they are in a seven to eight hour day in public education. They're having one-on-one -on -one time. There's just a ton of opportunities out there for online education, you know, that are now being developed, you know, Zoom and you know, we're talking on uh, Google Meetup right now, but I mean, there's just so many technologies that are being developed and pushed forward that maybe it would have taken five years, 10 years to develop these. Now it's like six months and they're like, we're, we're roaring here. So, okay. So saying all of that, let's take a look. So you don't need to go into the office anymore. You don't need to send your kids to school. So what are your options? Do you really need to stay in Manhattan? Do you need to stay in downtown Los Angeles so that you can have a reasonable commute to your work? Do you really want to be paying $4,000 for, for your flat or for your house? Okay, so maybe, maybe you're going to move out of state. Maybe you're going to leave, leave and go to a zero income tax, or sorry, zero state tax uh, place. That's one option. But I mean, you could actually take one step further, and it's really not that much further, and come down to Mexico or Belize or Panama or Chile, or you could go across and live in Europe where the time difference is a little bit different, but it's not crazy difference. Or maybe you've had that dream that I talked about before. You always wanted to live in New Zealand or in Thailand or the Philippines, which I mean are hugely popular destinations right now where your standard of living is just as high, but I mean your cost of living is one quarter. Get that through your head. Like, I mean, you get to go and be one of the elite you get to go and help one of these nations that maybe don't have a lot of money and you can put money directly into the economy. I'm not talking about charity. This is going in and buying the food, renting an apartment, getting a car. You know, I have an assistant who works for me. I pay him double what anyone else would get paid for doing that same amount of work, but I value his work, you know? So we made a, a independent agreement and he provides the labor. I provide the capital. You know, he's happy. He gets to take care of his family. I have one who is someone who is loyal and devoted to me and helps me with my business. I mean, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. And so if you have a, either your own business, you're an entrepreneur and you make your money online. So either you're going to have an online business and you're going to be earning money for yourself and you're probably going to be earning US dollars or British pounds or euros or whatever it might be. Otherwise, you're doing remote work and you can stay with your company and still earn money abroad. Now, this is my invitation to people. And then I will let you go because I know I've been on a giant rant here. But like I said earlier, I'm super passionate about this stuff, right? This is my invitation to you. When the economy opens up and everybody can go back to work, there's a lot of people whose job is not going to be there for them anymore. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you know, if you are still getting a check or you're still being paid or they're holding you on, you know what? It might not last because thousands of businesses are closing their door forever. They're going to be reducing the workforce. They're going to be reducing where their employees come from. I mean, if you work in IT, why are you going to hire someone from the United States? You can hire someone in Mexico who worked in the States, who was maybe educated and has gone back to Mexico and will take a lower wage and will do just as good of a job. I mean, 
there's lots of countries out there who are able to provide talented workforce for a fraction of the cost. So as I said, this is my invitation to you. Go to your boss and offer to take a pay cut. Okay? Now you're going to think, this guy, he's an asshole. He's totally crazy. Why would I ever do this? Why would, why would a libertarian, libertarian want to take less money? This is why. is because when you move overseas, you will still be so further ahead that you're not going to feel the pinch. It's not going to hurt. Actually, you're going to be better off. And I mean, if you're able to keep your job and do it remotely and you take like a 20% or 30% or God forbid, a 50% pay cut, I mean, you're still going to be in real terms. Your spending power is going to be twice as much or 60% as much, you know, like 60, 70% as much. That's what I'm talking about here. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and I—I I mean, how is the appeal not just you know, winning everybody over? I mean, I'm uh, to be honest with you, I think a lot of the reason that this hasn't really caught on as much is because maybe people just don't really want to hear about it because it requires them to go out and actually make some some change and get you know, as we said earlier, get comfortable with uncomfortable. Because I mean, really, you look at what what really we've become as a country, right? And we've become the epitome of status quo. And and unfortunately Exactly and, and, and not only that, but the fact that we've tried to make you know make believe with printing, you know, printing ourselves into oblivion. I mean the the, yeah. the bill is gonna come due, be it, you know, when people start calling on our bonds and asking for the money back, or when the inflation actually comes and, and starts to just absolutely destroy personal savings. You're gonna see it happen one way or another. And I mean to your point, Mikhail, people are looking for in some cases a way out. And this is a legitimate way out, and in many cases, it's it's a way not only out, but it's a way up. I mean, you're mm-hmm. saying you can literally move to countries like you know New Zealand, which is gorgeous, right? And you can mm-hmm. move there, and and you can basically be one of the one percent, right? But you're actually helping the real economy. Your money, your tax dollars aren't going into you know uh, some foreign war that's going to be you know going after some some poor kids over in, in the Middle East, right? Like your tax dollars yeah. are actually going towards the road. And it, God, if there's ever one argument we can agree with our friends on the left is like, hey, if we're going to use tax dollars for the roads or for firefighters, like I'm all for that. But that's not what happens. Our money goes towards all these things that we don't want to pay for. And we agree we don't want to pay for. So I guess, mm-hmm. I, you know, unfortunately, we're getting to the point where we want to wrap up. But, Mikhail, I want to, I want to say to you, where can folks, because I know this is a lot, right? And we just, I mean, the iceberg is massive. We've just cracked the tip. And I can already tell why you've been on Mark's show at least three times because there's so mm-hmm. much to unpack here. So since we, we, we've just hit, uh, you know, around our 30-minute mark, People want to go ahead and start to learn more. Where can they go ahead mm-hmm. and, uh, and I guess, follow you, number one, on social media. But number two, you have the, the, the X-Pass show. Let's kind of dig into that. What do you guys focus on on a daily basis, uh, or I guess on a, a show basis, number one? And number two, where can folks go ahead and find that they're interested in, in a subscribing? Yeah, absolutely. We're about to hit 100 episode of the Expat Money Show. So, I mean, go to your favorite podcasting app, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe. We would love to have you. We talk... Uh, about the offshore markets and living overseas through conversations with like entrepreneurs, business owners, investors who've actually done it, real life people who have gone out there. We've had Jim Rogers on the show. We've had Grant Cardone, who's technically not an expat, but he has traveled around the country, moved around the country for tax reasons to build his business. Um, We've had some really amazing big guests on there and we would love to have you. I mean, it is a libertarian show in that we have libertarian values, but the, li- the show is not about libertarianisms. Yes, I am a hardcore libertarian. I believe in these things like very personally and, you know, 
Maybe at some point I can come back and share my story about how I became a libertarian because I think it is very, very unique. But um, otherwise, go check us out at escapeartist.com. I'm the director of content and marketing. I took over the business about a year and a half ago. We are the largest and oldest offshore website in the world. So we deal mostly in offshore banking, offshore incorporation, residencies and citizenship, uh, investing in alternative assets abroad. You know, we're very sound money type of people, precious metals, uh, Bitcoin, these types of things. Um, we have a magazine, a newsletter, free, like a free newsletter, um, a blog. I mean, we just do a ton of stuff. The company was started in the 90s and we've been going strong ever since. So, yeah. Come check out what we do. We'd Perfect. love to have you. And we'll make sure we include all the links to Mikhail, obviously to not only your your show, but also to your, your organization, to your personal social media, because this is something I think you're going to see, and I'm sure you're already seeing, there's a strong gravitation towards. So at the very least, I think we can be a resource. And and definitely, you know, to your point, I want you to come back on to dig into your, your story, not only of how you got into this, you know, this world yourself, but also your libertarian story, because it does speak to, you know, beyond the political realm, right? As we wrap up, mm-hmm. beyond the politics, I think, again, we have to focus on the person because, well, we have to be able to have a conversation with somebody that they're already having in their own head. And unless we're mm-hmm. willing to meet them there and on their human to human level, then then we're not going to be able to have an open dialogue. And honestly, we're seeing that right now with the polarization on the left and the right. You know, it's it's their side versus their side. And and if you're not on my side, you're my enemy. I think yep. we have to get past that and we get past that by having conversations and learning from each other and learning each other's stories and then not necessarily agreeing with those stories, like, you know, agreeing with a a fundamental principle, but understanding where you're coming from so we can at least try to find our path towards those commonalities. So with that being said, absolutely, we'll be having you on again in the future. Um, And with that, Mikkel... I think this is the start to a very uh, a very fruitful, fun uh, friendship between the Brian Nichols Show uh, and uh, and all the work you're doing there. So I cannot thank you enough for joining the show. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. You're a wonderful host, and uh, thanks, Brian. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up my conversation with Mikkel Thorup. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do me a favor, share with family and friends. And honestly, this is one of those episodes, again, much like the Gary Collins episodes, is like this is an action item type of episode. So... If you want to start just exploring some of this in some more detail, do me a favor. Uh, go ahead and su- uh, subscribe to uh, Mikkel's uh, great show, The the Escape Artist uh, and, and The uh, the Expat Money Show. Um, definitely a great opportunity to learn more about how you can live a truly independent and truly liberating lifestyle. Now, some homework. Coming up on Tuesday, you have a new episode of The Brian Nichols Show because, yes, we are going at least two times a week here on The Brian Nichols Show. And starting off uh, that tradition, guaranteed it's going to be starting off with uh, a new guest here on The Brian Nichols Show, and one I've been very excited to get, and that is one Alex Epstein. From, he is a well-known author. He is, uh, makes the uh, the moral case for fossil fuels, and he's joining to be the foil to um, what is the popular Netflix docuseries Down to Earth with uh, Zac Efron. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic um, episode, so you do not want to miss that. So, to make sure you don't miss it, you need to head over to Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button and the notification so you don't miss one single episode. And while you're there, please do me a favor. Five-star rating and review. Also, go ahead and follow me over on Twitter and on Facebook and Minds.com and let me know you did that five-star review at B Nichols Liberty. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, Brian at Brian Nichols Show. 
Podcast.com is the email, or you can get in touch with our awesome producer behind the scenes, extraordinaire Corey Dunn, Corey at BrianNicholsShow.com. And guys, with that being said, again, Alex Epstein coming up here on Tuesday, but it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Mikel Thorup. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com.